Welcome back, everybody, to another fun issue of the Rolex Whiskey Passion Project. Just want to remind you, if you're listening and having fun, and it seems like a lot of you are listening and having fun, give me a little five-star rating. You know, not a four-star, five-star. I'm just kidding. Oh, five stars so far. I appreciate everybody. Today's guest. What a collection this guy has. You probably follow him on Instagram already, and if not, you fucking better. If you like Japanese whiskey, but in general whiskey. This is the Whiskey Boss. Jimmy, how are you, sir? Perfect. How are you? Hey, you know, it's another beautiful day in the neighborhood. You want to introduce yourself to the audience, kind of maybe even tell them how long you've been collecting amazing whiskey, and then we'll get into some fun stuff? Yes, of course, of course. At this moment, I've I've been serious collecting since uh, 2019. Uh, before I always had a passion for uh, whiskey and other specialty drink, uh, drinks. Therefore, I did a lot with uh, champagne, uh, some wines, and now these days, uh, yeah, whiskey mostly. But that's just because uh, some friends, I got inspired, and I see the big difference between wines, uh, champagnes, and whiskey, uh, increasing in the value and everything. So uh, it was, uh, yeah, was something special. Whiskey has a big story around it. And I was uh, interested. Uh, yeah, kind that way. Uh, and what? And how? And how do you spell your Instagram handle for people listening at home? It's uh, Whiskey Balls. Well, I want you to all follow him. So now, when you decided to go down this road of whiskey, you did focus very highly on Ichiro's. What yeah, made yeah. you focus on Ichiro's? Oh yeah, man, uh, the whiskeys—they are really, really perfect. Tasted some in the past years. Yeah, the quality is just amazing, and I really like the uh, the designs, the labels. The yeah, it's very collectible. Yeah, many people talking about it. It's a big culture thing. New distilleries in uh, Japan, but of course, with Hanyu as background uh, with his father, it's it's a really big story, and I, I got interested. Well, that was the same as me. You know, like I started with Suntory in two thousand and sixteen, two thousand and seventeen. And then because the Japanese whiskey door was opened in my brain, I saw Ichiro's and then I saw the history of Hanyu and and the dad. And I was like, holy shit, this is like, this is like whiskey royalty, Japanese whiskey royalty and creativity. Now, where you put your foot on the gas is where I backed up the gas because what overwhelmed me was there was so many releases. Yeah, true. I mean, how many individual... How many individual releases collection? This moment, I got about for 50, for 60 bottles, for about 60. And what do you yeah. what do you think the total is? What like is there a, a number? Is it like 900 or is it 600 or is it uh, many thousands? Like, uh, I think it's more than thousand at the moment, but I really don't know the exact number because there are, yeah there are so much. But yeah, I mainly collected the really special ones. Uh, in the beginning, I collected just everything. But then I get a little bit more focused because I learned that focus is a big key in in the investment world. And I try to make the perfect combination between investing and collecting because I always see it also as as a form of art. Which you have in the way you display. And I mean, I think you you, you got a new place right now where you're working on a new display of them all. Yeah, new, I don't know if it's a residence or an office or warehouse. I (laughs) I just know you need a shit ton of space. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, at this moment, uh, we are building the, the, the boss mill, 
grain uh, mill. It's next to my new uh, new home. Yeah, there's a big culture thing about it. Perfect place, perfect atmosphere for uh, for whiskey. Because yeah, there's a big cultural history thing uh, around the building. And at this moment, we are uh, yeah building the full house again, and also building the the grain mill uh, yeah to a whiskey tasting area. Oh wow! And you're and you're in Amsterdam, right? No, no, no. I'm in the south of Holland. Oh no, shit. Okay, I didn't know that. Oh my god. All right. So you and you've always been there. Yeah, yeah. And Japanese whiskey in Holland is a thing, or you're like leading, pioneering the country? It's a small uh, group with, uh, I think, maybe 15, 20 people. Uh, they are serious uh, with the Japanese whiskeys. Uh, I think I'm one of them. But uh, yep. there are always people, they having a, a bigger collection or different kind of collections and different styles of collections because Japanese whiskey is a, a big thing. And also people, they only collect uh, like Hanyu or the Karazawas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, focus point is uh, still teachable and I And now, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, the last few uh, months, maybe a year, I'm focusing also on the Kanosuke dis- distillery in Shizuoka because uh, I see they have a lot of uh, uh, new, really nice and really special uh, bottlings. Uh, and also, the taste of the those two uh, distilleries are really good. So, I think it's uh, right. a good focus point. No, listen, it's good to have some diversity, you know, and especially, yeah. you know, you never know. I mean, I I think like, you know, what I'm just always in awe of is when I drink Ichiro, it's like, it's always so special and it's never the same. Next level. Like it just never, you know, it's, it's like, it's like going to your favorite restaurant, but every time there's like a new amazing meal, but it's always good. Like, I, don't, I don't even think like, I can't think of anything I've had from Michiro's that wasn't good. Now, on the investment side, you know, I think there's a huge opportunity now with the prices coming down a little bit to, you know, I'm going to start grabbing a few extra black boxes because, like, honestly, I like a good deal. And and the reality is, like, they're not going to recreate those moments. True. And people just forget uh, every, everybody's talking now about a big crash on the whiskey market. But I think that's only with uh, uh, the overhyped uh, bottles. Yes. Because because yes. the last last the two years yeah, with COVID, everybody, uh, I said the wrong. A lot of people thought they are big whiskey investors and they just buy, buy, buy without thinking about what they're buying and just following exactly. the, the, yeah, the rates. <laughs> uh, and at this moment, you see the uh, some people, they test McKellen like, like crazy and they have oh. 100 bottles of the same McKellen's. There are maybe 30, 40,000 bottles of it. Uh, but with the Shiro's, the single cask, you have maybe 200, 250 bottles in total worldwide. And some special ones, th- yeah, they don't make it again. So it will always be something special for people to have it. What is the smallest release you have seen? Like how many bottles from a I think at this moment, 79. And it's a, f- a very recent bottling. Wow. If I say it correctly. Yeah. 70, I mean, that, 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 like for me, it's like, that's exciting. Yeah. You know, like, it's really I've special. Been, you know, I've been buying my whiskeys for the last six, seven years. You know, obviously I like, uh, even if it, let's just say hypothetic, like McAllen number one is a really good example. Yeah. I think they made 12,000 of them, but like, yeah. I think at 10,000 were opened because nobody yeah. cared. And then yeah. when all of a sudden there was only 2,000 left and they released the edition number four 
And people said, oh, shit, I can't find edition number one. It became good. Yeah, true. So I and but the problem was you had guys that were buying, you know, 500 McAllen number sixes. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you buy that many of them? They made like 120,000 of these things. Yeah, so I crazy. Think that, you know, I think as as investor to investor, you know, because we both look for at the end of the day, there is an end goal and the end goal is to make money. True. You know, true. as fun as this is, you know, we also want to make money. And I think that there are not a lot of investors unfortunately, that think the same way and they think, oh, let me go buy a hundred McAllen bottles. I'm going to be rich. Oh, shit. It's worth it, less than I paid for it now. Yeah, because yeah. nine billion of them. You and know, that's like, what I say. You know, well thought out plan. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I say. Uh, there are a lot of, yeah, it's it's a wrong word maybe, but people, they think they're investors because they bought many bottles. Doesn't make you an investor. An investor, no. uh, yeah, you, you need to think about what you're buying. Uh, and, and see why it's special. Yeah, you have to have strategies, right? Well, and and I call them faux investors, F A U X. Like they want yeah. to pretend they're investors, but their investment is shit. Yeah, like you, you bought stuff that's worth nothing. That's cool, you know. And and I think that that's what's happened over the last few years on Instagram. Because if I think like, you know, who people that I consider actual actual investors who show their collection, listen. Not everybody who's a collector puts their stuff on Instagram. I've been to some very big houses with very big collections. They could give a shit about Instagram. None yeah. shit. Not even, you know? So I think that the investors that, like you and me, that are very, uh, not loud, but we're very present on Instagram, are a rarity in the actual, actual whiskey investment community. And the rest of it is kind of like a bunch of shit that's on there. You know, like yeah. you got guys who post other people's bottles and claim that they're their bottles, you know, and I'm like, God, man, like I want to like clear all of this shit out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, like, that, that would be perfect. <laughs> you know, it's just a lot of stuff. Now for Ichiro's, I think that, you know, you got in in 2019. I think to be honest, they're going to do something big. They have yes. yet. Yeah. Meaning like global marketing. I think that they haven't only because they maybe didn't want to be a brand like that, but I kind of see them like compass box that they would be stupid to leave money on the table and not go do it. True. And if you see, they open now the second uh, distillery, they are expanding. So uh, that means a lot of more people get to know each year's and a lot of people want to have the older bottlings. So should be a big opportunity there. Well, I think it's going to be a good opportunity to also to make our the value of ours go up. Yeah, yeah. You know, because because I I see the product moving when it's on the shelf. I see it in the bars and people buy it. Oh, it's it's crazy, especially the the bar bottlings. They're really really crazy. If you see a bottle like Sexy Fish, yeah, oh how God. crazy <laughs> bottles like that went up. It's it's bizarre. And then you have the the auction value. But there are also a lot of private collectors. They don't see auction houses or, or anything. Buy it for crazy, crazy prices because they just want to have it. Well, you know, and that's another side of the business I think people don't understand. It's like you and me, you know, we have opportunity and we people reach out to us. Like think of the Intergalactic series that we're part of a very beautiful small group that gets offered those bottles to buy, you know, direct which is nice and not on the auction, but there's other people that just say, hey, I want the bottle and they don't know where to go. And there's a middleman that says, all right, I put together a box for you. 
and this box is going to cost you 10 grand and it's going to have, I don't know, you know, whatever, 20 bottles inside it. And the guy's like, cool, here's your 10 grand. And the yeah. guy who sold it to them, you know, it really only cost him like seven grand. So he put three grand in his pocket and the guy who spent the 10 grand could really give a shit. He just wanted the bottles. Yeah, true. So I, I, I think that part of a well-rounded Japanese whiskey collection is you've got to have Ichiro's. And I don't think it's got to be the London, you know, or any of those editions because you can find that stuff anywhere. It's got to be a little bit more specific. True, true. Uh, uh, I just bought a London to drink because I'm very, very curious about it. I mean, I, I just bought yesterday, you know, uh, another Ken's bar. You know, I love yeah. what he does with the finishing, you know, and I'm like thinking to myself like, whoa, that was a $900 bottle that I just bought and didn't even think about. Yeah, true. Like to me, like it's interesting. I didn't know about your wine and champagne because I'm now thinking of diversifying into wine. Because oh, really? You know why? Yeah, because I'm playing a long game. I'm not yeah. selling it in six months. And yeah, looking at some of these, you know, the educating myself on the vintages and the regions and the fact that the wine continues to develop in the bottle, you know, yeah. is kind yeah, of like it, exciting to me, you know? It, it's it, is, it, it is exciting. It's really nice. But uh, you have to have really, really good conditions to keep them. And there's a there's a, a little bit more risk on it to uh, keep the bottle yes. in perfect condition and keep the wine yes. really good. Uh, and it takes a lot. Oh, and that, listen, listen, and that's the thing. I remember, you know, I remember growing up as a kid, my late grandfather had this amazing wine collection, but it was given to him. He was a doctor and people would give it to him as gifts. And he wasn't a big drinker. He drank brandy. You know, this is South Africa. They drink brandy. And he was like, oh, I'm going to open up a bottle of wine. And it'd be like, it would be vinegar because he didn't store it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he was in the cupboard sitting over there. And yeah, true. like, you know, I, I, and I, I remember he, like, I remember this is, you know, this is a long time ago. This is like pre-internet when you couldn't yeah. like look at the value of wine. You had to go to a wine shop to find out how much the collection was worth. And it was like, it was like selling stamps back then. The guy would say, all right, I give you like a thousand bucks for all of this. Okay. Yeah. True. I don't know if it's worth more. I don't know if it's worth less because I have no information. True, true. You know, well, I, but I the thing with, now we have so much information. Yeah, Too one, much. But, the but the thing about wine is, is that if you want to keep them at a good storage, I personally have a, a wine cabinet, air conditioning and everything. And to yeah. put about 50 bottles away, it's a cabinet of maybe five or 6,000 euros to keep them in good condition. And if I, yeah. uh, I make a whiskey cabinet to keep them all good, <laughs> It cost me six thousand or seven thousand euros, but I can put a, put a, about six hundred bottles on it. No, uh, I know. I you know. Yeah, I, <laughs> you have to. You know, I got seven. I got seven hundred bottles in my house, all controlled by a Nest climate control system. You know, yeah. the house the house goes between sixty eight and seventy two degrees Fahrenheit. That's that's yeah. the fluctuation in the house all year round. For the wine, it has to be different. And what I'm thinking of, honestly, is getting. You know, I'm not I'm not going to go crazy. Listen, whiskey has my passion, but I'm also at this point where mentally my education level, like I have my, you know, PhD in it and I'm continuing to learn and specialize, but wine, I know nothing. And the opportunity for like I was at dinner and the guy got a 2005 Pomerol, you know, because I brought whiskey. He wanted to buy a bottle of wine and I don't love a wine guy. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. 
And I'm but thinking please, like, oh shit. Please just build it up. Don't yeah. start with the good balls like that. <laughs> because no, otherwise, no, you, no, otherwise no. you will get get really spoiled and you don't like anything else anymore. <laughs> well, I didn't. And, and, but look at me. Look at it. Look at it. Hey, listen, you're talking to me. This is, I'm talking to you as well. This is what we like. You know, I'm not going to pretend yeah, we don't like the good stuff. True. <laughs> like, we're not, you know, we're not keeping shit in our collection to our, to the best of our ability. But to me, it was a big eye opener. Now, the reason why I'm not going to, to do the champagne, because I've heard a lot of bad stories of champagne storage. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's super temperature, you know, issues over there. And I'm like, listen, man, like, I don't want to be heavily invested in a bottle that could go to shit because the power went out. But I wasn't the champagne investor. I was a really good champagne drinker. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I'm looking at the champagne stuff now going, man, they got vintages. I mean, my eyes are fully open. You know, whiskey is, I look at what's the story? Where's the integrity? You know, does this come from a good place? The people who make it? Is it mm-hmm. all like a marketing company? And then also, like, how innovative are they? You know, are they are they pushing the envelope? I mean, in the world of bourbon, it's been really interesting where bourbon never used to have a lot of age statement because it was designed to come home, drink it, and get on with your life. Yeah. And, you know, know, I mean, I went to Jack Daniels five years ago, and they had no innovation. Like, their innovation was, like, for shots. They had a hot and a honey one. Like, that was innovation. And now they do aged and single barrel and stuff like that. And you're like, they see that there's a... There's a drinker that wants more. The drinker who wants more. Yeah, true. And I think that's kind of cool from whiskey companies. Yeah, that's 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 of course that's true, and that's what Ishiro's do does perfectly is that they uh, they make the perfect whiskies with uh, many many taste palettes. I don't know how to to say it correctly in English, Uh, but if you have a good palette and you have good taste, Ishiro's can really uh, excite you. Uh, and a lot of whiskies, they are a little bit, how do you say, um, they keep it together and they are a little bit playing safe. But these years really, yeah, don't. Do. No playing safe. I, I, I yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know if you get this cooking show in Holland called Iron Chef. So what happens is they bring this, you know, they have these guys called the Iron Chef and he's the mm-hmm. best chef in his area. Whatever his expertise is, Iron Chef, Chinese, Japanese. You name it. Every and then and then they have a challenger. So let's just say I'm Iron Chef Japanese. Yeah. And you are a Japanese restaurant owner and a very famous chef. Then you come into this thing called Kitchen Stadium and you challenge me. Yeah. But neither of us neither of us know what the ingredient is gonna be. So they okay. unveil the ingredient in front of you and they say, Today's ingredient, eel. Oh, that's shit. Nice. And now both of us have to go make the best dishes with the eel. I yeah. feel like that's what Ichiro's does. He goes yeah. in, he knows his barrels. He says, how do I want to play with this one? Oh, this one I'm going to put in a red wine cask. This one I'm going to do this with. This one I'm going to do that with. Like, he truly is creative. Like, yeah, true. on the fly. On the fly, yeah. because I don't think he has, I don't, I don't want to speak on behalf of them, but I don't feel like, He's built a brand that has a lot of financial pressure on him, so therefore he is free to create. Yeah, true. You see what he creates, and he, uh, yeah, let's take a red wine cask. If you have six red wine cask whiskies of Shiraz, they are all different, uh, but mm-hmm. they have the uh, you you recognize something in it, 
So you know it's an Ishiro's uh, whiskey, and that's what he does really, really good. Uh, you always, uh, when you taste many whiskies, you can blind taste it, and you know it's an Ishiro's. It's crazy. Well, like his portwoods, I've tried, you know, port pipes. I've tried yeah. a few different ones, and I'm just like, man, like, you know, high ABV. He's not watering the thing down. He's saying, this is what the barrel gave me. I'm giving it yeah. to you. Yeah, I mean, I'm not changing it. I'm not like, you know, like this is what Mother Nature with my with my grains and my water and my barrels and my climate created. Here it is. Pure. Amazing. And, that, and that's where I've always had the respect. Now, I'll tell you one bottle that I've been trying to get my hands on just because I love them too is the Black Adder Ichiro's. And the freaking thing never comes up on auction. Ever. Uh, I got two. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course you do. Uh, you know, but you know, you know that that one doesn't come up. It just doesn't. Yeah, true. True. But they are really nice. Never, ever see that one. Yeah, I got to get one of those because I love what the guys at Black Adder do as well. I feel like they really, they, you know, they know when the time great. is right. Oh, well, I, I think that they, they stick so true to the purity. They're like, this is how whiskey is. Like, we're not, yeah. you know. This is it. This is it in its raw form. This is a raw yeah. cast. I really love it because uh, uh, Shizuoka did the same thing at the moment. They worked with Blackadder, and you even see the uh, the little uh, yeah shifters or how do you call it? Uh, you see the little yeah. uh, black spots in it. It's really really yeah yeah they're, they're, well, yeah yeah yeah. Yep, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, extra dimension. Uh, <laughs> is that um? I'll look for that on auction. I'm I'm obsessed right now with buying Blackadders for drinking. Yeah, they're all amazing. Drinking, you know. Yeah, and, and the Shizuoka is like still and still nice to uh, buy at the moment. Maybe you pay about uh, 300 to uh, 400 euros for Blackadder, and it's still yeah, it's still okay. But uh, maybe in a few years they will go the same way like Shiro's. Now tell me something to get a little bit more personal. At what point in your life did whiskey come into your life as far as you saying, "Oh, I like this spirit." Oh, oh, I think when I was uh, 17, 18 years old, that's, uh, yeah, maybe 20 years ago. And, 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 what was, and what was that, what was that whiskey? What, what did it look like in Holland for you, whiskey-wise? What, what bottles were being out there? Well, yeah, at this moment, it was just with, uh, yeah, that time it was maybe like Johnny Walker was the first thing I tried, and I think, okay, just <laughs> something else. Be because I was at, the, um, how do you say it, hotel school? Uh, yeah. At this moment, and I was learning how to recognize tastes, creating a better palate, and that's uh, that's why we go uh, first. We drink some white wines, red wines, uh, sherries. We build it up, and then we uh, get to try some whiskey. And I really like that with one drop, uh, you get a full mouth feeling, and that's what I, what I was. Uh, yeah, how do you say? Getting uh, interested in the process. Because it's so different, but it's an acquired yeah. taste. I mean, it's got it's got something to it, you know. It's yeah. got it's got it's got oomph. Yeah, and I love <laughs> it that you can just have one drop and it fills your full palate. Uh, and instead of a wine, you have to take a full sip and you have to uh, put it through your mouth and everything. Uh, but with whiskey, you can have the same feeling with just one drop, and that's really special. I got to say, though, isn't it amazing that you said Johnny Walker? Because seriously, everybody that I asked this question to, that's 99% yeah. of the answers. Johnny Walker was the first. It was like the gateway to the world of whiskey. Yeah, but that's the only affordable one when you're 17. <laughs> no, yeah. But so, so in South Africa, we had Johnny Walker, we had Shivers Regal, and we had J&B, 
and we had yeah. bells. Yeah. You know, like that's what it was. Those were your yeah. choices and it was all blended, you know, for the most part. And that's what you drank. Now, sorry. No, no, go, go, go. Tell me what it looks uh, like in Holland. Yeah, in Holland it was just uh, Johnny Walker, and we had the Shivas also, and uh, Jack Daniels, and uh, um, Jameson a yes. little bit. That's that's the big beginning of whiskey. Well, that was you know you're talking about hotel school. That was like the standard bar at every hotel yeah. in the world. Yeah, you know those five. Yeah, <laughs> those five. No matter where you were, you you're in Costa Rica, you in Mexico, you in South Africa, you in Holland, you in mm. India. This is it. Yeah, those are the five whiskeys. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to make a a difference uh, in that. And uh, when I started my first uh, restaurant and hotel, uh, I wanted to, uh, yeah, experience let people experience uh, what I like so much about the taste. And that's why I was starting to opening more and more bottles. And at this moment, I got maybe about seventy or eighty open bottles. And I really, really love to give people the experience uh, to taste something special you don't buy every day. And tell me something, with that experience, were there brand reps coming to Holland to educate you or were you just like buying because was, you had a passion? Yeah, I was just buying and uh, testing it myself. Um, and yeah, from that point off, I was just uh, exploring what I really like and uh, how I can explain it to people what I'm, what I'm tasting. And I got some friends, uh, enthusiasts, and my uh, father-in-law, uh, we drink a lot of whiskey together. It it just developed, developed like that. And when you left the world of, let's just say, blended whiskey, did you get into the single malts next? Like, uh, what is yeah. what is what is bur- what does American whiskey look or Irish whiskey look like in your neighborhood? Or was it yeah. more single malt Scotch? A single malt Scotch most uh, mostly. Uh, really, the bourbon, uh, the good bourbons and everything. I just yeah saw them about four or five years ago. Uh, that was for me a new eye opener. Very different. I mean, different yeah. breakdown, different flavor profile. Still, that same one drop can coat your entire palate. Yeah. But you know, a lot, a lot going on. True. In yeah, and very aromatic. You know, yeah, like the, those vanilla notes are, and the toffees are very big and bold and strong. Whereas Scotch to me was always like delicate. Also because it said you know forty to forty three percent ABV, the bourbons yeah. were higher. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. And if you now have a Japanese whiskey, it's next level in my. Uh... And and when and what was your first like like was Ichiro's was that the first Japanese whiskey you drank or did you have some Yamazaki or Akushu or something like that before? At first, uh, I had a, I think it was a um, how do, I, do we call it a Nika from the barrel if I say it correctly. Yes, that yes, was one yes, of the yes, first Japanese yes, ones yes. that I had, uh, and I was yep. really uh, enthusiastic about it. Then the next one, I think it was a Yamazaki Ten. Ibiki, I think, and just from there off, uh, I tried to uh, have some single cask and everything. And that's when Ichiro's came into your life? Yeah, 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 a little bit uh, because of the Intergalactic series. I like yes. design and uh, I, get, I get to learn some people. Uh, they were work, uh, working with uh, Salute together uh, to uh, to make the uh, Intergalactic series. And that's why I got, uh, yeah, I got, uh, I got an inch. I thought that this is something. Uh, this is something special because the at that moment the McKellen folio uh, was uh, rising up, and yes. everybody uh, yes. was buying crazy prices for the folio one and two. I thought if this happening with the uh, uh, intergalactics the same way, then the one and two they will be crazy uh, within a few years. 
Uh, and I was lucky enough to uh, get the full collection uh, uh, when the 6 was released. I had uh, two mm -hmm. of those uh, sets complete. And I put one to auction because I was really curious about uh, yeah, what the auction will do at that moment. And I guess I was one of the first to have the full collection uh, uh, on an auction house. And it was crazy because I only paid about 10,000 euros for the full collection. Uh, and I did 22,000 excluding all the uh, taxes and everything on the auction side. So that was a really good uh, thing in the three years. <laughs> <laughs> so people who are listening... Don't be stupid and buy shitty bottles. Buy good bottles, but they cost a lot more. And do your research. Like, you know, what guys like me and Jimmy do is we do our research. You guys are out there fucking buying random shit that doesn't make any money, but you're calling yourself an investor. Save yourself the money. Don't do it. Save it for a bigger bottle. Like, don't buy what you can afford because, because that's in front of you. It's the wrong bottle. True. The bottle that everyone can buy is most likely not something really special, but the bottle- Well, you said it, that everyone can buy. It's the bottle that everyone can buy, don't buy it. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're only investing when you are daring to put a risk on it. And if you buy, a, if you have thousand euros to invest and you buy 10 100 euro bottles, it's an issue. But if you maybe buy one or two 500 euro bottles or 1,000 euro bottle, the risk is bigger, but you can also have more yes. profit. So we'll get, you will get... I mean, a perfect story. Ten, turn 10 into 22 in two years. Yeah. The intergalactic set. You know, like, now uh, the new few, set. Few more we should be getting... Yeah. yeah, we should get two more next month, I think. I think he said we're going to send them out maybe November or October. I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, I think next month they, uh, they will be launching the three and four from the seven gods. Yeah, I'm excited. I love that. Tell me something. The, the local whiskey scene in Holland, in your restaurant and stuff, are people, are they, are you able to charge more for really good whiskey or is whiskey kind of still stuck to the restaurant rules of pricing, you know, whatever, yeah. take a bottle, divide it by X, that's what the cost is. In the, in the Holland, it's really, really hard to find people, they understand the full whiskey scene. It's a really a small group. If you are doing it a little longer, you get to know people and some people, they just travel from the north of Holland to my restaurant and hotel to stay there for uh, a night and they will try some whiskey at the, uh, at the restaurant. But at this moment, if I have bottles between five euros a glass and 50 euros a glass, that's a little bit the maximum. Uh, and I've got, uh, if I have some uh, friends over, they really love the single cost or something, uh, I can maybe charge 70 euros a glass. But if I sell a 70 euro glass at this moment at my restaurant to a regular guy, they look at me and they say, I can buy three bottles for this. They just yes. don't understand the thing. And in Holland, they are a little bit stuck to the regular, regular scene. Okay. But that makes I sense. I mean, it's kind of it like we are spoiled. We are yeah. spoiled. We are different. We are different yeah. individuals, um, yeah. you know, but different areas, you know, have just different pockets. I mean, you know. I go to a couple of really famous uh, whiskey-specific bars in this country, and they can have six, seven hundred dollar pours on the menu, like nothing. Yeah, true. Like just like a normal item, you know, no food, no nothing. Just like, hey, if you really want that, that's what it's going to cost you for one ounce, and people yeah. buy it. You know, yeah, you also have a lot of business spending. You know, you know, one of my buddies' bars in Portland, you know, Ballard Cut, you know, you get a lot of corporate money that comes in and they just say, shit, I want an experience. I don't give a shit what it costs. True, true. Because you can't get it anywhere else. 
True. I was uh, about one and a half year ago. I was in London uh, and I visited mm-hmm. some uh, uh, nice whiskey bars and I drink some whiskeys. Those guys, they can have the bottles for the retail price, I think, if they have a good connection with the uh, uh, yes. distilleries. But I drink a McKellen, the Zumo and Roca London edition, if I said correctly. At this moment, yeah. the bottle will do about 9,000 euros, I guess, pounds on auction. Uh, but I drink it over there for 45 pounds. And I was just saying to my wife, this is really special. How is this possible? For me, that was a really big experience because how is it possible to uh, yeah to to buy a glass from... And it was a good glass. It wasn't uh, just a nip or a sip. It was a really yeah. good drink. <laughs> so that was really a now, nice experience. Now tell me, tell me something. In all these experiences that you've been having with whiskey the last couple of years, I mean, the last four years, has there been an experience where you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I just did that? That, that was the London trip because the London trip, we had some really, really nice restaurants. We went to, to Sexy Fish, to uh, Pontechnico Sakaya, to the Milroy's. Uh, and that was just a trip to never forget because I got to taste so many whiskeys. And normally I don't drink a lot of whiskey during the, the year, but I try to only taste some whiskeys, not drinking it, but tasting yeah. it. Because otherwise you can have a big problem. <laughs> but those three days in London, they were just amazing. Because I, I maybe had a, about 20-25 different kind of whiskeys to taste. Of them were just a little bit. Some of them were a little bit more. But I got to know so much flavors, new flavors. And it was just a big wow. And I really want to go back to London again. But at this moment, it's a little bit busy at the restaurant. So... Uh, Tell me something. Um, oh, yeah, it's back. Connery's back. Tell me something of those whiskeys you drank that trip. Were there any just like, I mean, I, I know the level you're drinking. you like me. Everything we drink is like, holy shit, wow. Was there anything that was holy shit, wow, 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 that you weren't expecting that caught you by surprise? Or you kind of knew you were drinking legendary whiskeys and they delivered legendary whiskey? No, no, no. For me, it's, uh, I'm always curious. And I, um, if I see a bottle and I think, oh, I want to try that one, I just don't order that one because I, maybe I have the wrong expectations in front of it. Uh, so I just uh, point something. And if I, I take a look if it's uh, affordable, because I don't want to buy a whiskey from 800 euros a glass, I just can't. I, I won't. Uh, I cannot spend that much money on the, on the sip, if, <laughs> if I'm uh, honest. Yeah. But, but, but I had a... Um, I think it was a Milroy's bottling. The, the, it's, it's called the Black Rock. And it's a slightly peated Ishiro's. Those flavors were just amazing. The same, I still uh, know the cask number. It's 5743 from Nicholas <laughs> and something from... Uh, 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 Harvey Nichols? Yeah, Harvey yeah, Nichols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and yeah. that peated... Cask 5743 is the best whiskey I ever had from Ishiro's. Really, really amazing. No shit. And what do yeah. those bottles go for? Do they ever come up on, on auction or never? Sometimes, and they do about between 1200 and 1500 pounds, I guess, at the moment. Wow. Oh, my God. No, oh, hey, listen, we're part, we're part of something fun. And, and, you know, the goal is very clear. We like to invest and we invest smart and there's a, you know, and have fun. I think that's yeah. the bottom line. Yeah, that's a fun modern project. Yeah, that's for me one big thing that I learned uh, with whiskey is that uh, if you have a, a restaurant or a hotel, you're really, um, I, I say it uh, not correctly, I'm really into my own restaurant and hotel. So it's, uh, it's a sort of lifestyle. 
because I, I live for my hotel and restaurant. I love it. And when I started the whiskey scene, uh, I get to know a real different world. And I see so much passion and people, they are uh, so enthusiastic about what they're doing. And that was the first time for me I saw a complete new uh, enthusiasm with people. I really loved it. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, that's what, to me, the passion is the best part about Amazing. it. You know, like Amazing. being around, being around like-minded individuals. Well, yeah, we did good. We spoke for 40 minutes and I appreciate you, my friend. I really, really, really do. Um, Perfect. And nice to, I, I gotta, you know, every, every, yeah, everyone listening, seriously, get yourself a bottle of Ichiro's. It's something <laughs> special. Just do it. None of us, neither of us on this call work for them at all or have no affiliation other than we truly, truly love their whiskey and we're passionate about what we do. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, taking time to talk to me and Alyssa and share the passion. I look forward to, we've got to make it happen, to meet in person. Maybe I just come to a hotel, restaurant, you know, hang out in the mill house, little trip. That, that, that um, would be amazing. <laughs> you know, maybe we get a little group together and we just do a little, you know, I, 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 I it, it doesn't have to be a boys weekend, a whiskey lovers weekend, people who are truly passionate about it and, you know, have a great place to go do it because you do have a great place. And I just thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to come on today. Really appreciate you're it. Welcome. Guys, if you're not following him, please follow Whiskey Boss on Instagram. Amazing content, truly passionate and most important, having fun. Uh, whiskey um, Boss with double set on the end. Double Z's. Yeah, double Z's, Z's on the end. Yeah, just seriously follow him. Great content, great education, great passion. I can't thank everybody for listening this week, and I want you all to have a great rest of your week. Enjoy some great whiskey, hopefully some Ichiro's. We opened your mind, and we'll be back with some more fun whiskey passion stories from great individuals who are truly passionate about whiskey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Rolex Whiskey Passion Project, and make sure to give it a nice rating. Hope to you guys soon. That's it.